I'm Peter Solomon. You're listening to Jazz 88, and I'm joined today by David Rodimus-Toro. He's stage director at the Minnesota Opera for a new production called Cruzar La Cara de la Luna, which is a mariachi opera. Uh, something that I was really fascinated to hear about, and so I'm really glad uh, that he's able to join me today. Hi, David, and, and thank you for joining me. Um, my first question to you is, can you give me kind of a nutshell description of what the story is of Cruzar La Cara de la Luna? The story centers around a family, the uh, Velasquez family, and their patriarch, uh, Laurentino, is in the last days of his life. During this time, he starts revealing that he had another family in Mexico, because currently he's in he's in Texas, and his granddaughter is looking for that other family to reunite them. And uh, over the course of the opera, we learn about that previous family. He had a wife named Renata. Um, Laurentino was part of the Bracero program, which was a program that brought workers from Mexico to work during the field. It started during World War II when so many people were drafted. And he spent more and more time in the United States. So Renata decides to take take herself and their child and try to come to the United States. And in the process, uh, dies. And so over the, the course of the opera, we learn more about his older son and just the family's attempt to reconcile. Can you talk about the musical style that's central to this production? Yes, it is. It is mariachi. <laughs> The original production of Cruzar was designed for full mariachi ensemble, which I think is somewhere between like 21 and 24 piece mariachi ensemble. Um, this is the first time it has been orchestrated for like with an opera orchestra. But David Hanlon, the conductor, has been with this piece since the beginning, since back in 2010. And he's he's very familiar with mariachi style and he, he made these orchestrations. And so we have, you know, an opera pit, but as well, we have three mariachis who remain on stage and they are the three guitars that don't exist on the, are in the orchestra. So the guitaron, the viena, and the uh, guitar. Can you talk a little bit about mariachi music for the person who may have heard of it, but isn't really familiar with you know, the context for the music? Like, where do you find mariachi and, and what characterizes the style? Uh, mariachi music is a is a Mexican style of music. It's very romantic. Like, my grandfather used to play it all the time, and, and he built lamps, and so in his shop and whatnot. It's primarily made of, of actually, it can vary in size, but there's usually string instruments, so there's violins, the guitars, the harp, and then brass instruments like the trumpet and singers. And actually, I just le- learned an interesting fact that even mariachi, the term of it came from the French mariage. Mexico at one point had was occupied by uh, the French. <laughs> and the Mexican emperor, Maximiliano, had this performance done at a wedding. And so mariachi is a an adaptation of mariage. <laughs> but so it's an older form and it's based on the Mexican waltz. Like I said, it's very romantic. It can be boisterous. It can be melancholic. It can be happy. It's just it's a beautiful art form that's specifically Mexican. 
Can you tell me a little bit about the history of the opera's composer, Jose Pepe Martinez? Because he wrote this opera as his first opera fairly late in life, and he was almost 70 years old. Yes, um, he was the head of a very, very important uh, mariachi ensemble in Mexico, Mariachi Vargas. And if I remember the story correctly, Houston Grand Opera approached him and Leonard Folia, the, the librettist, the book writer, to create this concert in celebration of, I think it was the 100th anniversary of the Mexican Revolution, to tell this story. And Lenny, Lenny was telling the story about, yeah, this was his first opera writing. He, he typically directs for theater, so this was his first experience writing an, uh, an opera uh, script. He came out with this outline, and then Pepe took that outline and just like developed the music for it. And he, he wrote this one, and then the sequel, which is El Pasado Nunca Se Termina, and then uh, passed away. But his son wrote the third one, El Milagro de Recuerdo. So, so this is part of a trilogy, basically. Yes. The thing that struck me watching the opera is the music sounds like... It sounds like something that's traditional mariachi music. Like you could tell there's a there is a very authentic feel to the music. Absolutely. Like David Hanlon when adapting it for orchestra wanted to make sure that it did sound mariachi. And there are people in the in the show that are mariachi singers. Um, Vanessa Alonso, who is who plays uh, Lupe in this show, she is a mariachi goddess. <laughs> and she has one of the most beautiful songs in the whole show. And then uh, like Octavio Morena and Cecilia Duarte, they have they can do crossover into that style as well. Though it is an opera, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that it's like Italian opera. It's distinctively mariachi. Yeah, and, and the actually the opening strains of the opera are performed on solo guitar, and I was wondering about the difficulty of casting someone that could sing in an operatic context, but also could play beautiful classical guitar. Well, Efrain Solis um, had played this role before, so that helped but he actually learned to play guitar for it. I wondered about that. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, what resonates uh, with you particularly about this, about this opera, about this story? There are so many layers to this opera, and that's what I love. Even though it's a short opera, it's like 80 minutes long. Um, within that, there's a, an incredible amount of depth. And what re resonates to me particularly is, even though this is a story about a Mexican and a Mexican-American family, it shows how diverse even that part of Latinidad is, because we have the story of an immigrant. We have the story of first and second generation Mexican-Americans. We have stories of relatives down in Mexico. You show how broad <laughs> just even the term Mexican can be, which isn't often depicted, honestly. Usually we just see stories of immigrants and we kind of leave it at that. I myself am, am a third generation, and so to see even a reflection of my story in that within a larger story in which in a larger Latino story really connected with me. And I love that this is the story is ultimately about family and about love and forgiveness. Would you consider this particular opera, given its length, a good gateway uh, for a person who hasn't attended a lot of opera performances? Absolutely. Um, like I said, it's only 80 minutes, so it's not a, it's not a long commitment. 
it moves at a good speed. All the singing is just beautiful. It was a beautifully cast production. Honestly, I still have the songs going through my head as I wake up. It's very catchy. Is there anything else I haven't asked you that you'd like to say, David? Um, we run through the the end of this week, so there's another product, uh, another show on Thursday the 9th, and then again on the 11th and the 12th at the Ordway in St. Paul. David Radames Toro is stage director for Cruzar La Cara de la Luna, which is currently at the Ordway. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Peter. Acá en el norte, el paso yo lo corté, saludo así con la...